Hi, Sarat. Uh, good to have you on this uh, Motorasha podcast. Uh, for people who don't know Sarat, Sarat has been uh, pretty instrumental in being one of those people who has given up everything, given up his job, a good IT paying job and uh, got into motorcycling. Uh, we always see him uh, go up north, go up, go, go south and always on some ride, long, long ride. So I guess it's a perfect time for us to speak to you and see what your uh, history geography is and uh, what have you been up to and uh, what do you think uh, yeah, well, thanks for this opportunity. It's brilliant. Uh, we haven't tried this, you know, trying to put this up for a long time. Couldn't do it. So, uh, yeah, so, um, about quitting the job, but I want to put a bit of stress on that before I go on to the rest of it. Don't quit a job thinking you're going to make a lot of money traveling on motorcycles. Do it because you love it. Invest in yourself and then the dream is going to take place. Because, uh, last three, four years, I've been a lot of people who quit your job, travel here, travel there. That doesn't really help. So, um, I started riding about uh, 10, 12 years ago and the initial ride used to be around Bangalore and back. And then I figured out my comfort zone is so much I need to, you know, go out of it. Then I did Kerala, then out of here and there, Rajasthan and stuff. And then when a big trip was planned, I went off to Arunachal and back. And there has been no looking back from there. Um, I figured that's what I really like because uh, jobs always kept me loaded. I had to, you know, plan my leaves and then do all the stuff. So I figured out all my, uh, you know, loans and EMIs, cleared it all one fine day and then started traveling and uh, picked up small projects, ensured around motorcycles and then went around and then slowly started working with different motorcycle brands, uh, organizing motorcycle trips and pretty much did everything that was around motorcycles so that I could live a dream around living on a motorcycle or living out of a motorcycle and that's been doing great for the last uh, five, six years. Mm-hmm. And Is that uh, how long you've actually left the job? Uh, yes, yeah, so I think it's been uh, six years that I quit the job. Okay. Uh, I was working with IBM Quit and then uh, very next day I started traveling. So about six years of full time being out of a, you know out of full time uh, full time job. Yeah. Yeah. But is do you do you wake up and look at a motorcycle and say, listen, uh, I'm better off being on a motorcycle than being in a cabin? Is that what made you do it? Or yes. Yes, yes. So, um, if you, if you see uh, on Monday mornings at 9 o'clock, I put a, you know, how was your cubicle today? Yeah. Uh, message and that pisses off a lot of people, but it, it pisses you know, off me. <laughs> yeah. I send it to my own boss saying that, listen, check this out. <laughs> what do you think of this? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What, what I figured out is once you get into the, I don't want to call it a rat race because a lot of people like the corporate job of it. They have their own dreams, but yeah. a lot of people kind of forget what they like and they get busy with the work and then they, you know, put aside the stuff and then they hit a wall one day and figure out, shit, I couldn't do it. And then you're too old. Yeah. So um, I had met one of my uh, boss who was working with me in Tesco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the youngest director in all of UK, whatever. I think at uh, 28, he was heading all of Tesco.com, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And he told me one saying was, uh, when you're young, be dumb, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So that as you get uh, older, uh, you can, you know, clear it out. Even if you're going to take your own work towards the end, it, whatever. But if you save all your money and buy uh, 50, 60 when you're old, you can't even ride a motorcycle or travel. That's true. What yeah. are you going to do with all the money? Mm-hmm. And that hit him very well and then slowly started working. I think it started playing like the silent prayer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, took another three, four years for me and I went on. So sometimes I miss a corporate job, but... Uh, on a motorcycle, I have learned so many things. The experience has been too real and have really kept me, uh, I think, way low. And uh, the people and the experience and the way things come to you, uh, you know, elevate your different level altogether. And 
that's normal things of life don't really matter to you anymore. It's not like Nirvanic scene and all that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you have a better approach to it, right? And you don't take anything for granted anymore. Yeah. You appreciate everything. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so here's, uh, I know it's a big leap to just get off, mm. you know, just walking off and saying, this is it, this is what I want to do. Uh, but there are people, like, there are a lot of people who, uh, it's an expense and they have to look forward to that expense and see how do you match it, right? So I'm, I'm guessing uh, if you're not, there, there's an affordability uh, factor. Yeah, yeah. So if you sit yeah. there and say, hey, listen, let me just get a bike that I can ride for the next one year. So basically you're mm. you know, managing your finances and sitting there and saying, hey, listen, right. I get a affordable bike that I can keep riding. It uh, doesn't matter what kind of bike. So uh, did you do the same thing or what did you do? Did you have a bike already with you and... What did you do? So, see, um, I have been riding different motorcycles and the longest distance that I first did was on a rolling field uh, about seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest bike uh, that we had available that we could afford was a rolling field. And mm-hmm. most of us picked that up like a Maruti because we had service centers or mechanics who could fix the motorcycle. So, that itself kind of gave us the courage or the confidence that we can ride out anywhere. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you know, past we figured out there are better motorcycles or, uh, you know, affordable motorcycles that you could travel with might not give you that 100% of adventure or 100% of highway a mix of a good motorcycle that would keep your uh, budget under control like uh, we had a lot of Bajaj coming into the Honda and stuff you don't need a faster motorcycle or a bigger CC something that would uh, let you run through all of it and uh, yeah so I really think about that because uh, every day on a motorcycle is expensive. Uh, yeah. Let it be your fuel, let it be your uh, stay, let it be any damage or any accident that can happen. So you have to literally, you know, put every number in place and then think about it. And it will mm-hmm. still go out of your control, but uh, that has to be started with you. Yeah. So you you you've got a plan now. You got a plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you yeah. you plan like a year in advance, or what do you do? You think. You know, six months and then I might get, is there something that you could fall back on or something like you used to then going, yeah, I mean, I'm talking from my own perspective. I can see myself doing it for three months and then, you know what, I need a safety. I have to go, I might have to go back to a job. Do you think that way or is it completely different in your sense, in your so when I when I quit, uh, you know, my IT, um, so too many credit cards, too many loans, life was good, running mm-hmm. through fine. But yeah. I figured I didn't want to do this for a long time, and I had already worked with uh, IT uh, for about 13 years, different roles. Yeah. And I figured I can always take a break, and if in case something goes wrong, I can always go back and say, you know, pick up a call center job and say hey, I'm calling from so and so company. Would you want to yeah. have a postpaid connection? Or I'm like, I'm ready to pick up that uh, job one fine day if that is required. Mm-hmm. And keeping that in mind and went on to uh, pick up stuff. I never planned uh, what right next, where do I go, whatever. Mm-hmm. Most of it was impulsive. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially working with Mahindra, a lot of rights were like, I'm coming back from Bhutan and Nepal and then I'm like, boss, this could be a good train, we could uh, plan on. So like, go ahead, plan trail and come back and organize rights. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not doing a longer project with anybody, I started picking up small right. You know, I organize rights under my brand name. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing small distance trips, sometimes Ladakh, sometimes in Nepal, sometimes uh, thing. So I kept on things uh, brewing in between, mm-hmm. but never thought about what after six months or seven months. I'm like, uh, that's all things. Yeah, but there are opportunities right now. There are, yes, there are. You just have to basically just get into it. And you know, I, I like I tell, I tell people, you know what? Why don't you go on a Sunday, get on your bike, yeah. and yeah. think about what you want to do, and if that's going to make you happy. So I guess that's what you. Yeah you probably are doing and you're happy doing. So 
Absolutely, and, yes. Yeah. And that's what I keep seeing. I keep the re- that, that's the biggest reason we got you on. And I told myself, listen, you know, this is interesting because I don't know too many people who have done this actually. Yeah. And I don't know people. And I think we've always. I mean, I probably have had a chat with you every six months, asking you the right. same thing, which is, hey, listen, yeah. how are you managing? And is there something yeah. interesting? So it's a good yeah. thing. I think it's a challenge, and I think it's good to see people who do that. And I, I, I don't know. It, I think it's a very. Uh, but it's not a very local thing, not not a very Indian thing to do. But I, yeah, see, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You must you must be seeing it. I see a lot of uh, Westerners who live for this. Like yeah, you know, they, yeah. I can see a lot of female writers who've done this. You know, travel across right. the whole yeah. world, saved up for five years, and that was it. You know. So, yeah. what is the reason? What do you think is the reason that we are not able to do it? Is it commitment? See, uh, I think uh, the way we are fine tuned. Come, uh, you know, our younger age about uh, studying, getting a job, getting married, hmm. uh, buying a house, buying a car, settling down, stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's already, you know, uh, blueprinted into our, uh, you know, things like that. So that we can't think beyond, and it's it's a it's something that we don't want to go against because most of us are staying with our family, hmm. and uh, even if you try to go for a longer weekend ride, they're like, where are you going? Why are you going? And stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that is slowly changing. People are being acceptable about, uh, you know. Uh, that kids traveling a bit longer, riding a motorcycle and going, and I think it's going to take another five, six more years for it to be accepted. Mm-hmm. But I think it's getting there. Uh, yeah. Till now, that is a bigger problem. I know a lot of people who are doing bigger, you know, working in a bigger companies and doing great jobs. They could travel wherever, fly in, take a bike and whatever. But they still say, no, I'm going to do a car because uh, my family thinks I might, you know, do something uh, funny. So they want me to be safer and drive in a car and maybe do a short distance and come back over the weekend and stuff. Yeah, makes sense. I've got another. I mean, while we're at this, there is a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of people who actually ask us also. Like you know, we get a lot of people asking us, "Hey, listen, would you sponsor my diet? Would you? Mm-hmm. No, how would you sponsor my diet if I was?" And I always tell people that uh, you know the reason that we sponsor someone's diet is we feel that there's something different that they're doing. One, right? Okay. Right. I know uh, we might be restricted to you know being in India and you know, riding along the roads of India. But it's still a very rare thing to see people ride around the world. I mean, the only person, last person that I know was uh, Aditya Rajkapu who did the, you know, uh, east to west uh, of the world. But right. why is it so rare? <laughs> like, I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> um, one main thing is the money that goes into it is expensive. Mm. If you want to ride out of India itself, maybe take Myanmar. Mm. The first thing that you're going to hit with is the carne. That's almost about, uh, you know, 50,000, 60,000 rupees. So you have to pay okay. to the government, which you will get back once you're back. This is on every, every, end, every border, that, every country that you Every take. border. Yeah. Oh. So carne is one carne that you take. I think now you don't have to take it. But earlier it was 100% to 200% of your bike's value. That is about three, four years ago. If you have a two lakhs motorcycle, you have to deposit four lakhs to the Indian government, which you oh. will get 75% of when you come back after the trip is done. Okay. Now they have said, boss, we don't need that much money. Uh, we'll take about 40 or 50,000 rupees, which is non-refundable. Mm. And uh, you get the carne. That is still affordable now. But the next thing is when you're crossing into Myanmar, mm. you have to take mm. a, you have to take a guide, you have to take a permit. I'm forgetting the term for it. That's about $600. Wow. I think yeah, that was and something that even Nepal had, even Nepal had come with the same thing. Right? If you were doing... No, Nepal doesn't Nepal have that. Nepal doesn't, doesn't have that. There's another thing. Yeah, Mustang. Mustang had that, right? I mean, if no, you no, Mustang is different. Mustang is the entry fee. So you can enter Nepal. If you mm. want to go to Mustang, that part of it, you have to pay a Annapurna some fees of mm. 600 rupees, 600 dollars. And then wow. the guide. That is one way to keep the place safe. Safe, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they ensure the it's like less crowd lands up there. I think that's what should happen happen to Ladakh also. But yeah. it is you know riding through the country. You enter Myanmar. You have a guide traveling with you. Mm-hmm. You exit and then you go over there. And whichever country there might be, like you know, Vijaya there is an amount. And that itself is a lot of money for a you know middle class person who's planning to travel from the country. Yeah. There are people who have done it. There are at least mm-hmm. about four or five people who are not on social media who are still around the world traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a friend of mine. I think he's just back in Chennai. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met him about five years ago when I was doing a first ride to uh, Arunachal on the Mojo. And mm-hmm. uh, this guy I met him there. He was in a royal seal and uh, then went missing. Two years later, I figured out he was settled down in Australia for about six, seven months. He was an architect. Mm-hmm. He learned mm-hmm. uh, how to tattoo. He started, you know, moving around people, you know, uh, tattooing, making some money and then traveling across. Mm-hmm. And one fine day, he said, I'm taking a break, left the bike, flew back and now he's in Chennai. He's going to go back again. So there are people doing it, but you know, it works out very expensive for uh, the Indian way of life. Mm-hmm. I think that is the problem. That's the problem. Okay. Are you, uh, I mean, what is, uh, what is that route now? Okay. I know everybody still dreams to do the whole, you know, I've got a bike. I'm going to head to the north. Let's go to Ladakh. What is, I, I mean, I don't want people to go and uh, flock it right now, but what is, yeah. what is the other one route that you've probably not done and something that you think uh, should be explored a little more in India. See, I, I have done most of uh, India and I think mm. I would I would say people should slowly, you know, keep aside uh, Ladakh and Ramskar and all that and head off to Arunachal. Yeah. Uh, there is so much more to see in Arunachal that, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's how Ladakh was many years mm. ago. It's not as rough and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, the beauty is still raw. The people are still uh, very, you know, friendly and helpful. They're still not commercialized. Mm. And uh, that is something that should go for. Go to Meghalaya. Meghalaya is beautiful. So yeah. most of the people don't go down there because it doesn't give you that uh, so- social tour, right? Saying yeah. that I've been to Leh, I've been to Khartoumla. Mm. Uh, that is not there, but absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people look forward to do that also. Not saying that uh, the feather in the cap, like when I go mm. to the office, where do you go? I was on Khartoumla crossing, whatever. Yeah. But uh, there you are other the places flag that and you put it on your car and your bike. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, that's good for them. But what yeah. I'm saying is, there are some other places that's still, you know, beautiful. I always head off to Arunachal. I head to a place called Mechuka whenever I can. And that guy is like, dude, why you keep coming back here? Don't come again. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I like this place. He's like, no, you have come here five times. Next time, don't come for another, you know, two years, don't come. And yeah. uh, things like that. So, that's still beautiful. The valley is amazing. Ladakh is different, yes. I'm nothing against it, but Arunachal is brilliant. Meghalaya is beautiful. Uh, I think uh, Madhya Pradesh is something that we should all explore. I think you should explore because there are so yeah. many trails that you yeah. can ride around there. Yeah, yeah. Proper tiger trail that you should. Uh, so, how many days do you need in the northeast if somebody has to be on a motorcycle and see? Uh, because I, I honestly, even I try to do a little research, and uh, there's a lot to see. Like I think you need at least yeah. 15 to 20, uh, maybe a little more. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, how many would you think is a good? If Thanks. just for Arunachal, I would say Gohati to Gohati would need about 20 days. Oh, just okay. Arunachal. Oh, what is the time to go? I mean, most of the um, time. Now is a good time. November is December is a good time. Yeah, there's always a perception that's built that it's always rainy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the biggest deterrent. And I, that's, that's one thing that I like about the people in this, like, you know, the south. You, it's more difficult yeah. to get there, but I see. Like, you know, a little more adventure coming out of the South. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what you have also seen. Uh, yeah, yeah. For us, it's still that whole, hey, let's go Rajasthan uh, up to, you know, Chandigarh, and then we'll head to... Uh, the only... See, the deterrent for us is always crossing to the center. 
and Correct. everybody yeah. feels that you know this is not an exciting route. But like you said, it should not be about that. It should just be about yeah. you know that whole experience that you're going to get there. I mean, there'll be people who even told us, why don't you go from Bombay to Hyderabad and then get to the east, uh, east mm. coast, and then head up from there. Yeah. That is a little. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that is uh, if that's a sane decision to make. But like you said, the motorcycle you are just be on an experience that whole whole terrain and get going. So I have done goes both, uh, you know, Bangalore to Bombay to uh, Delhi and Bangalore to you know Chennai, that side, Odisha to Kolkata. Also, I still prefer the south part of it even more, but the you know uh, Western Ghat section stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The eastern side is slightly boring unless you reach uh, Vishakhapatnam or you reach Odisha. Yeah. Uh, rest of it is just the you know highway that you can taste on. But initially, I used to do all the home runs, home to home. Start from Bangalore, finish my trip in Bangalore. Mm-hmm. But now I don't do. I ship my bike wherever, maybe Chandigarh or Guwahati. And then travel up and down because I would want to spend more time there than the, rather than the highway. Yeah. So yeah. on the bigger bike, it's a slightly tough thing to get the courier part of it done. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, Arunachal is something that you should definitely do sometime soon because, yeah. uh, they are breaking the mountains, making the roads. Oh, and, uh, yeah, another three years, I think things are going to be very accessible for good for locals, but it might not be as adventurous. Yeah. What about the south? I mean, that's one question that even we, like, we keep thinking that there's something more to it than just, you know, uh, heading to the main highways of Kerala, Tamil Nadu and yeah. Karnataka. I mean, I yeah. see a lot of Karnataka and I see there's so much still uh, to explore. Is it still there or is it? There is a lot. So, uh, especially uh, Bangalore is in like one. Bangalore is like a proper city. Uh, mm. Nothing around. There is uh, just outside where I stay, Kanakura. Mm. As you ride on the highway, wherever you want to take a left or right, there is some trail leading somewhere. Uh, even if it goes through somebody's property, it gets interesting as you, you know, reach somewhere. And mm. as you head closer to Chikmangalur and uh, that place is the beautiful terrain. Coffee mm. estates, and if you make friends with them, you get to ride through their coffee estates, yep. go to yeah. another place. You might even come to the elephants and roof and stuff like that, yeah. and come back. Then you have Bandipur. There is a lot of Indian food for the matter. So, Bangalore, one of the reasons why a lot of people like this, in a 300 or 400 kilometer yeah. range, there is so many beautiful places that you could land up. Yeah. And uh, Monday, you have to office uh, as much as you can be. Yeah. Which is my excitement, yeah. which is my excitement too. Come down to Bangalore. Come down, so, yeah. Bangalore, Bangalore, get on the coal, get to Kerala. I hope I have time. But uh, there's so much around that, like you said, it's uh, four hours to six hours to, you know, and you're somewhere. You're at least somewhere yeah. different. But you're not that yeah. different. Yeah. So, yes. I'm going to ask you my last question, <laughs> which is, okay. what is, uh, what would you suggest and recommend to people who want to get out for those 10, 15 days? What should be their state of mind? Because I know, I mean, I would do it 15 years back, which is just get on a bike and just, you know, get a backpack and just go. Now, mm. I think people are very worried about what to carry, how much to carry. And, uh, you know, how do you plan that? What is your state of mind? Okay. So, first thing I would say is uh, places are not going anywhere. That is something that I've been telling everybody. I learned it from uh, Navro's contractor a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, when people start, hey, I want to go to Ladakh, I want to go to Rajasthan. Mm. It's okay if you are not able to make it. Mm. Enjoy what you have in between. Because of the fight that you're going to put to reach there, you might stop enjoying what is there. So, you know, uh, keep that in mind and then write. And also prepare for the situation that you're riding into. Yeah. Uh, you will, you might have heard all negative things around the stories and newspapers and social media. Yeah. But there are people who definitely come and help you in case something goes wrong. But don't do it in such a way that, you know, you have to take help. Like I see a lot of people landing up in Spiti in winter. 
If you are going with a support yeah. vehicle with yourself, it's fine. But don't land up there and trouble the locals who are already, you know, in a very tight situation. They are trying to, you know, cut through the next six months. Don't go eat up their uh, part of the food also. Yeah. Go prepared for that. Then it's okay. Uh, carry bare minimum luggage. You don't need uh, all the saddle stays, all the uh, saddle bags, tank bags, backpacks, and all that. Try to yeah. keep it bare minimum. Figure out what weather conditions you are riding into yeah. and yeah. prepare accordingly. If you're going to be cold, have a good riding jacket that you're going to carry. If it's going to be cold, a uh, long highway, ensure you have uh, water that you're carrying, less luggage. That's what's going to help. So, things that you carry might uh, differ from people to people. I have actually written a blog on that on what bare minimums to carry. Mm. But, mm. cut down. So, and also, the one thing that people don't understand is, uh, on the highway, you could do about 600-800 kilometers. But when, I, when you're reaching closer to the mountains, your distance uh, you know, that you can cover is lesser. Yeah. On the highway, you might do about 800 kilometers on the highway, on, on the highway. Once you reach mountains, you might not be able to even do 80 kilometers the whole day. Yeah. So, uh, you will, Google Maps helps that way. So, you can put kilometers and it tell you how many hours it's going to take. So, don't, uh, you know, plan uh, differently. So, put an Excel sheet, say, from here to Ladakh. Fine. Yeah. From here to Chandigarh, it was going to be quicker. Maybe Manali. After that, everything is going to slow down. So, plan accordingly. Don't, you know, try to do Manali to uh, Ladakh in one day and then have uh, AMS and get stuck in uh, Pang or, you know, Sarchu. So, cut your breaks that way and uh, things like that. Even if you miss out one or two places, it's okay. Don't try to rush and uh, put yourself and other people into trouble. Yeah. And uh, I think start a day with a positive attitude and things go well. If you start with saying something is going to go wrong, Mm -hmm. something will definitely go wrong and you will not get anybody help you out. Yeah. I've had, I've ended up in situations where uh, I've got help from people that I don't know, man. I'm just starting, standing in there was one experience when I was like, my first ride to Arunachal mm. has taught me so much, I always go back to. Uh, I was stuck in a place where there is an accident that happened in the front and there are a lot of cops and locals, there is a fight going on. Okay? They have put mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. cut a tree and put in the road and they're blocked. And I'm heading to Arunachal for the first time mm-hmm. and I don't know how the you know route works, map works and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. guy on the left is like, uh, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Siliguri. He said, now you can't go, you're stuck. I said, I have to be there because, you know, I have some plans the next day or something. Mm-hmm. Then he speaks to the other guy who's on the right side and he said, uh, tell him the route, what he can take shortcut. He mm-hmm. told me the route, I couldn't figure out. He said, no problem, follow me. He takes a U-turn, takes me through about 5 kilometers of detour. He, you know, lets me correct me to the other side of the road and he says, now you go. And mm-hmm. he takes a U-turn and comes back to this place. He didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But he did that 8 kilometers to ensure that I was not in trouble. Okay. Otherwise, I would be stuck there the whole day and I would have to maybe go back via Malda and come wherever. Malda is the worst possible place you can be stuck with yeah, because okay. of the back roads. Okay. But the local helped me out. I mean, I don't know. He helped me out. And there was an accident one day and locals have come help you out. So, start with a positive attitude and things will go well. And idea is don't stay in your own group. Connect with the mm-hmm. local people also. If you're at the chai shop, talk to the chai guy. Talk mm-hmm. to the guys, people around. If you're at three, four people... Most of the times what happens is you end up talking only to yourself. Just and, you know, people, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what happens is you don't know what's happening around. Yeah. You talk to them, that guy might tell you a different route to do, a better route to do, or a, a beautiful place that you can go see that is not on the Google Maps, which might add more experience to yourself. So, yeah. things yeah. like that, yeah. Good, man. I think uh, that's a lot of uh, good advice for people who are starting up. I always, I look at this and I, there's, there's, there's not much knowledge sharing for somebody who is getting on the bike right now. Hmm. I see that not happening. And I see, you know, I, I think it's a good idea that, you know, I'm going to call you the nirvana of bikers right now. Hey, uh, <laughs> and uh, you putting such kind of message, it's good. It's good for them to understand that. that I mean, when we started off as well, it was exactly hmm. the same thing. You just, we just got on the bike and then 
you know, slowly and slowly you learn that, you know what, maybe I need to do this now. Maybe yeah. I need to do, you know, six hours of writing instead of eight, you know, right. and then how do you make that better? How do you start? You know, enjoying your life better. Absolutely. That. So you can't, you can't do a thousand kilometers a day the very first day. You yeah. you know slowly build hundred, two hundred, and then understand what you like, and you start doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, sir, I think uh, that was interesting. It was good. I mean, we've we've uh, we've had somebody last week who told us why you should be on ADV bikes. I think I don't I don't see that uh, coming from you because I always believe that whatever bike you have, you can enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, and can, uh, that that's what I've learned. Any motorcycle can go anywhere. It's just about how much you're gonna push or not. Yeah. Uh, so when you plan something for a long distance, you don't have to buy a you know maybe a 150 cc or a thousand cc. So figure out the road conditions, what works for you, what you're comfortable with, and then go with. Because I've seen people buying bigger motorcycles that they don't have experience with, mm-hmm. and going to the terrains they don't have an experience with, and then becomes a more problem. They start hating it more than enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Great, good stuff. Thanks so much, sir. I think uh, we've enjoyed this. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, hope to catch up with you soon. I mean, that's something that uh, I think as motorcyclists, uh, <laughs> there's always some place that you always meet up and uh, definitely catch up with you on the road sometime. Thanks so much, man. This is definitely good. good. Thanks for the opportunity. I feel no worries. Thanks, thanks. Bye. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. for listening to this podcast if you have anything to say with about motorcycles and more uh, dm us on instagram and i'll be more than happy to uh, get you on the show and hear your experiences